You're listening to the AdCast with your host, Eric Elliott. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and jump right in. Uh, you know, uh, Tanel, I want to thank you for being a guest on the AdCast today. Um, and I, I want today to be a, a, a real special one. This is one like I did not want to put together some uh, brief or, or a lot of questions because there's so many different things that just come into my head and a lot of people's heads. Um, and for those of you who are tuning in, you know, Tanel is uh, a licensed family therapist, a licensed marriage counselor, and also a licensed addictions counselor too. So she's got all kinds of licenses. Um, and uh, so I'm, I'm just glad that she's just giving us a really valuable asset, which is her time today to talk about a few things. Um, so Tanel, I know that I know you, but if you don't mind, introduce yourself to those people who may not know you. Hello world. I don't know how you don't know me yet, but I am Tanel Jones. I am here in Charleston, South Carolina. Uh, I am licensed as a marriage family therapist, licensed as an addiction counselor. I'm also actually certified as an integrated mental health professional, which all that means is I just really love to make people feel so valuable in this place we call life. And so I get a joy out of doing that every single day. Wow. You know, that's, that's awesome. You know, Tanel, it's, you said something like before we started doing the recording, you said the second pandemic is coming, the second mm -hmm. pandemic. And I'm like, well, what is that? And you said it's mental health. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, explain that. I mean, what, and that's a pretty powerful statement. That's like, that's like newspaper front page worthy quotable. So, I mean, explain that for me. Yeah, when you think about even generation from generation to generation, right? Um, and where mental health in terms of discussions about, you know, with each generation and how it shifted and changed and mm -hmm. maybe even not so much, but we've had two years of a horrible pandemic that shook the world and caused a lot of people anxiety, depression. It just changed our lives because they weren't expecting it. Mm -hmm. Now on top of that, to not be connected to people physically or even socially. And then you have social media where you have these bullies and the people comparing themselves and wanting mm -hmm. what other people have. And so just so many different things going on in a society where we haven't really championed mental health, like we do physical health, mm. um, like the stigma of mental health is, you know, still very present you know, we still use the words such as crazy or, you know, mm -hmm. different things like that. It's, and, and people are struggling, you know, you see, and then what, um, you know, you see people dying by suicide and everybody's like, well, why didn't they tell us, yeah. you know, have we created that space in this world for people to tell you that they're not okay? You know, we spend a lot of time trying to convince people we're okay because we don't want to burden other people wow. and that. And that causes a lot of pain, right? And then the expectations about life. It's just so much going on. So, yeah. You know, man, that's a lot to unpack. Let me, how do you, how do you know, how does one know when they need to pick up the phone or reach out online to someone about mental health? So how do you know when you have an issue or, or is it something that they know or the people around them would recognize it first? I think that it's hard because some people may not know and people around you may not know, right? Because again, it's 
Mm-hmm. It's, it's just supposed to be strong. You know, if you're looking at culture, if you're looking at genders, if you're looking at all these different things, you're supposed to be the strong black female to make everything happen and to support the world. Um, you know, a bigger, a big thing about that is when we experience grief and loss, right? It's like, keep it moving. Don't cry. Right. Most people are doing a lot of like trying to maintain their energy of not crying because they don't mm-hmm. want to appear sad or weak versus um, just allowing themselves to connect to what's happening and, and to feel it. So I think people don't really know, right? I think, I don't know. Think about it with you and your homeboys. Most of the time you probably say, oh, suck it up. You're okay. That girl just yeah. broke your heart. You'll find another girl, right? Or something. <laughs> so those are the moments where we need to be like, hey, it's okay that you're feeling this, but let's connect to somebody if this is not a comfortable feeling. Mm-hmm. Now you, you brought up and you said strong black female, you brought that up. And, and, and I, I, I want to touch on that because uh, when we were talking earlier, we mentioned Charlemagne and some of the good work that he's even doing in the mental health space too, because for the longest time, and even still, uh, well, I think people are getting more comfortable now in the African-American community saying, I, I want to go see a therapist. But, you know, a long time ago, it was almost like not taboo, but it was like, like looked down upon. Do you, do you believe that? And, and also, do you still see that today? Unfortunately, Eric, we still see it today. People um, in our community still struggle with going to seek help. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the challenges, especially for um, Black men, is there are not a lot of Black male therapists um, oftentimes. And so they want to go, you know, right, most people want to go to someone that looks like them, you know, going to represent their needs. And that could also be a, you know, a barrier, I think, to getting the help that they need as well. Mm-hmm. And then again, just the stigma of you're not supposed to have emotions, Jeremy, and, you know, all those different gender, you know, things that are placed upon people and um, just just life. I also want to just point out that, you know, historically people will say maybe mental health looks like this. Like you mm. got to be talking to yourself, walking down the street, you know, and um, or if I'm not depressed because I'm not laying in my bed. And that's depression is not about just laying in bed. You can yeah. be depressed going to work every single day. You could be you can be a, a functional depressed person. It, it's Correct. real. It's real. Yes, it is real. And so I think people don't know that. Um, and again, unfortunately, I don't think we make spaces for that um, oftentimes in our community. So from, from, you know, I know you can't talk, you know, specifically about people that you've seen, but uh, in, in some of the things that you've run across, um, I mean, what are some things that people should look for? Because, uh, you know, it's, I know one thing with men, it's very hard to us to go to any doctor, you know, normally it's the other half that would say, you need to go to the doctor, you know, and And normally that's a physical part, but like the mental part is usually hidden. And, And you're right though. There may be some people who are just, severely depressed and they hide it and and some of their partners may, may never know it you think of like a like a robin williams he he okay. spent so much of his time making the world laugh and and he was hurting on the inside yeah so the basic things to look for is if you find yourself in this space wondering gosh like having more guilt about where you are in your life and the decisions that you've made you know dep- mm-hmm. depression i like to say can be tied to guilt and then you notice that there are things that you used to do that you're no longer doing right and your energy level is so low that the the, the things like just everyday life can be very hard and challenging 
those are some just very small things. Your sleep starts to be impacted. Either you're sleeping wow. too much or you're not sleeping enough, mm. or you have insomnia, you're having a lot of nightmares. Um, so those are just some very um, immediate things to kind of pay attention to. When you start to question, like, what is this? And not in a, not in a like, reflective way, like, I want to continue to grow, but, like, those questions about why am I here? What's the purpose of life? Mm. When the pain that you that you're experiencing and you keep saying, I just don't want to feel this anymore, no matter what, that that's a really good time to reach out for help. Right. So, yeah. Wow. I, you know, now it seems like it's, it's people who are younger and younger who are being seen or they are even, they have, they're clinically depressed, you know, mm-hmm. now, and it's, it, some of it could be today. And, and I still, Still to this day, even though it's been like two years, over two years since lockdown um, and of COVID, I still think we have not seen the full effect of everything that happened, you know? You're correct. And then you have, I think, you know, for the younger generation, they are um, social media generation and the generation of comparing and wanting what you believe other people have mm. because it looks good. Right. And so then you start to look at your life and like, I'm not going on these trips or I don't look like this in this picture. And I think bullying, you know, as much like, I mean, you have kids now, they're going to school fearful of their lives, right? Yeah. Like, am I going to survive today? Because who knows what could happen? And so all of those things, and then it's just the regular anxiety and you have anxiety over here, which is like the struggle with the past and where you are and you have uh, this depression, you have anxiety. It's like, what's the worst thing that's going to happen that stays in your mind all day long. And so you're worried about the future and nobody's ever just being present in what's happening in this moment. Wow. And so it just makes things worse. Yeah. You know, I heard something a while ago that I, I do my best to do, uh, to live by. And it says, have your mind where your feet are. I you, like know, that. you know, having your mind where your feet are, but it, it's so easy to, to, to really get off from that. I mean, we talked about like, you know, the mental health side of things, because there's some things that we invite into our world that are truly not helpful, healthy for us mentally. Um, I'll give you an example. Like uh, you, you brought up social media and how a lot of the younger audiences have grown up with and even some grown folks, you know, they get depressed from that stuff, too. Um, when when I grew up and if I was not invited to uh, a sleepover or something in the fifth grade, I'd find out about it on Monday morning. Now, you know, if I'm not invited to a sleepover, I find out about it within 20 minutes of everybody being at the sleepover. And now yeah. here comes me feeling bad over the weekend or being depressed or was I good enough? Then the loneliness mm-hmm. kicks in. So, I mean, how much is social media playing into mental illness right now? It's playing into it a lot, and there's so much research um, happening now and evidence um, and research showing the impact that it has on um, younger younger people's mental health. And I, I, like you said, I think even older adults our age, mental health, I'm assuming that you're as old as I am, um, but even even our generation, mental health, it's just, it's just so significant. And I think a lot of that has to do with people not being comfortable in their skin. Hmm. Right, which I think it's a is a huge sign of mental health, right? Like wow. wanting to be different, um, and wanting to look a certain way, all maybe because we want to be accepted. 
right? We want that validation. Um, and that's hard, right? In a world where everybody's getting attention and then you're like, wait a minute, this person has 18,000 likes. I only got yeah. 50. What are they doing that I'm not doing? Right, you know? right. Then, the, then comes the comparison part yes. of things, you know? Um, the, the social media topic, I think that can take us all night. Right. I, I want to go back to, you know, yes. something that you we were talking about like in the early parts of the mental health discussion. Is it something that people can get over or they grow out of or it's here to stay? I, I've never asked that question or seen it answered before. It's just like physical health, right? You have, it's a spectrum of different things. You may start out with, you know, like maybe high cholesterol that can be managed by just changing some basic things in your lifestyle. However, mm -hmm. if you ignore it, then it can, you know, grow into something more um, deadly. Same thing. The basic of mental health is what you, you know, maybe you ask all your friends on a scale of one to 10, how many of you are feeling stress levels at five and higher? And if mm -hmm. nine of them say they are, that's the start of a mental health crisis if you're not addressing that, right? Because wow. stress stress in your everyday life leads to premature death. If you're stressed in your work life and you're not addressing that, that unrelenting stress leads to burnout, which you may be hearing a lot about now, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Especially in healthcare, which is where my a lot of my focus is currently. And so that burnout then turns into the suicidal ideation because it's not being addressed. So is it is it almost like now is the suicide rate higher now than it's ever been before? You know, because of like mental health issues. Yes, it is. Um, much higher like just in our younger people even older adults certain professions that you know we're noticing it in more mm -hmm. it's just it's common and i can tell you that um, let's say i may have you know be seeing like 10 adolescents and half of them have thought about killing themselves you wow. know mm -hmm. they feel I like it's an easier option because life is so hard uh, you know, I, I want to tell people, you talked about adolescence, and I think, you know, for anyone listening to this right now, and if you're tuning in, uh, if you're talking to someone who may have a mental health issue, or you yourself are experiencing a mental health issue, please contact a doctor or a licensed professional yeah. as soon as possible. So I want to definitely put that disclaimer in there, uh, you know, for us. So, you know, it, it, mental health, it's, it, it's, it, it's become so common now. Um, where is it something that should be medicated? You know, I'm not asking for advice, but is there, what type of health is there besides like therapy? Is there medication? What else can people do? Yeah, depending on what is happening, there are different types of evidence-based treatments and therapies. Um, same thing with medication. Some people require medication. Um, it could be beneficial to have both, you know, the medication, because that could be only 50%. And then you go and you work with the therapist on how to make different changes in your, with your thought processes and your emotions. So it, it varies, you know, with all the things, you know, people can become distressed just by watching the news because they don't censor anything, right? Yeah. So they're showing someone getting shot that's that can be a trauma for somebody you know we call that secondary um traumatic stress when you're being exposed to different things like that so mm -hmm. it 
there's just, there's no limit on how a person can be impacted by life. And so with that, there's a multiple, there are multiple ways to even maintain physical health. It's just like, like physical health and mental health. It's just like, if we say exercise, do all these things so you can maintain good physical health, you have to do the same thing to maintain good mental health. Why, why are we not requiring people to get a yearly mental health checkup? Right. Why is that not something that That's a good point. That's a good that point. people are doing? We're sending them to do physical health, but the mind, body, and soul, they're all important parts of what happens. So, yeah. You brought something up just now about even newscasts, because truthfully, you could just be walking by in the kitchen. If the news is on in the kitchen, you've just absorbed eight seconds of, you know, a shooting or whatever it is, whatever horrible incident it is that's on the news. Now you have either anxiety or you have stress. And so now do you think like programming and like people like news stations that they should be more aware of what they're airing? Yes, I do. I know that like I, I think, and I don't watch the news um, often. Um, so I know that like, I think I was, it was on the other day and this lady said, this may be too graphic. And then they immediately like went to the person being shot. And I was wow. like, you didn't even give anybody like 10 seconds to or, turn or it even off. Or... Why, or even why show it, you know? Yeah, right. So I do, and, and then what's the point? Like, what is the purpose of that? Showing this person being shot and, mm -hmm. you know, that's not helpful. You know, I had this uh, situation happen with one of my, my, my littles. And uh, she says, she said, dad, I want TikTok. And she, she said she wanted TikTok. Um, so that she wouldn't feel left out so that she wouldn't feel left out and then and i will be honest with you we caved on her and, and and she's a very very responsible young lady but all she uses it for is to just make these little things for herself not really to converse with anyone else at all but do you think uh like social media in in, in teenagers especially that it's healthy or should they do social media like they do beer? You got to be over a certain age to be able to, to do this. That is an interesting question because I do believe just like adults, some adults can't, you know, they, they develop addictions and alcoholism. So I don't think it's just mm -hmm. about age. I think it's about, you know, where a person is emotionally. You know, one of the things that's missing, I know we've been talking a lot, like you hear in these like critical race theory, can we teach kids social emotional learning skills? Can we start, can we get back to that? Can we start to teach people emotional intelligence? Yes, we want to have the smartest kid in school in terms of what they know, but how are they smart with their emotions? Like we're not, we don't teach a lot of emotional intelligence at all, which wow. helps with the mental health journey that individuals go on, right? So, yeah. Well, I mean, if social media is powerful enough to influence elections, imagine what it can do to a teenager, right? So I think that's something to think about there. It's just, it's just so much stuff. I mean, um, what do you think about like uh, even business owners, entrepreneurs? Do you see even some of those professionals have uh, a lot of mental health issues? Yeah, a lot of what I do currently um, is uh, I do work here within helping, you know, care team members, healthcare members um, address their burnout and stress and also outward facing businesses um, and organizations and universities deal with and just kind of creating 
If not, then creating that space within your organization to support mental health, right? It doesn't always have to be there's a mental health crisis, but how do we also maintain mental health with, with our employees? Because that you want them to be healthy mm. so they can continue to perform. And I think part of it is, again, we are a society that believes our brains are supposed to go 24-7, and that's not true. Our brains are not designed to be 24-7. And the more successful you are as to how hard is you're working, and I think that's still a part of the culture. And so people are burning themselves out to work hard, and then we have, you know, and maybe it's to support their family. you know, hustle mentality. The hustle (laughs) mentality, and which is good, because I do a lot, which I enjoy. However, I take care of myself 24 hours a day. Most people say, ah, go on vacation. If you're waiting to go on vacation six months from now, that is not the best form of self-care. Self-care needs to be 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Wow. I mean, what what are some things that you recommend for self-care since you brought up that topic? Um, Well, I'm so glad you asked. The first (laughs) thing I recommend is you can't care for yourself if you have no self-awareness. Right. So what is happening on just by you breathing right now? Like I just go through the day and I just make sure I'm breathing, inhaling through my nose, exhaling through my mouth, slowing and turning off any stress response systems that may be activated because you don't want that going on and on and on throughout the day. Because then that stress, that cortisol is going to be released at night. You're not going to sleep well and it's going to cause all kinds of health problems. So making sure you're breathing what are you feeling what emotions am i having what is my mind telling me really not functioning on autopilot being very intentional about how you want to be in each and every moment of your day instead of reacting to the day you are setting up your day because you're saying these are the things i know i want to be a part of my day and it could be something as simple as i just want to make sure i'm kind to 10 people today yeah yeah I want to make sure I'm showing patience by, you know, not sticking at my middle finger at somebody on traffic because, you know, it can be so many different things, but just set an attention every single day. When you wake up, before you get on your iPhone, just taking a deep breath, assess how well you've slept and what you might need to get through the day. So that's Hmm. kind of my thing. (laughs) <laughs> I, I know some good tips too. Um, you know, I, I started practicing meditation and my wife says to me, she's like, I can tell if you don't meditate. Um, and, and that, that lets me know that it helps me, you know? Um, and I want to talk about a topic now that's, you know, that's a, that's a big one. And this is actually like how I, I just started saying, I need to talk to Tanel and get her on was the work-life balance one. And, you'll notice that a lot of uh, successful people, especially millionaires, billionaires, it seems they don't have the best marriages, you know? Um, and, and that, and you would think, one would think like, you know what, I, if I had billions of dollars, you know, we'd be better off, but it, there has to be some kind of work-life balance or some kind of issue in between that causes wedges. So do you see work-life balance, especially today, being a big issue in business? I'm so glad you said that because I don't believe in the concept of work-life balance. Balance suggests that everything is equal and the same amount of time Mm. and that work is separate from your life. And my thing is, and you've heard this quote, wherever you go, there you are. 
right? Mm -hmm. So it's not balance. I don't teach balance. I teach work-life harmony. And how do you make music out of your life? There are going to be moments where you have to identify what matters most, your family or your career. There might be moments where you're at work and you will have your family with you. You might be with your family and work will be a part of that experience. So to start off by that, Eric, I really get people to identify their purpose. Mm. Maybe it's your professional purpose. Maybe it's your purpose in just life in general. Yeah. Right. So if you're a professional and you say, if I say, tell me the purpose in what you do. And if you explain that to me, then I might say, now write a reason statement that you're the best person to do that. Now list all of the priorities. You have physical, mental, per- you have physical, emotional, personal, intellectual, spiritual, all of these different areas of our lives what is the time that you want to spend in each of these right you know how can you make it a part of your day even when you're at work so for example i don't know if you sit down all day eric but i I have a stand desk (laughs) right so even in that can you make physical people say i don't have time to exercise because i'm i'm at work all day can you make time for like a 10 minute jumping jack like it doesn't have to be or people believe they have to put themselves in their box. I don't have time to join a gym. I can't do this. It's really learning how to integrate all these areas in your life, wherever you are, mm-hmm. but also recognizing, here's the question I always ask you, what matters most? If mm. you haven't identified what matters most, then it's going to be hard to, to develop that harmony. Mm. And if you use your phone, these are great devices. Yeah. Do you have only work stuff on your phone? You don't Guilty. have on there. Let me Guilty. take a five minute break. Let me make sure I'm eating and nourishing myself. Let me make sure I am stretching my body. So if you use your phone for just meetings, then that's all your brain is going to focus on. It needs to include everything. Let me take this. Let me put on my calendar at two o'clock. Call and tell my family members that I love them and care about them. Wow. Anything to add the health stuff as well as the work stuff to the thing that you use the most to get you to work, right? Mm -hmm. So just a few things to start to shift your, a person's perspective about work-life balance and, and um, just changing how you function in your day, but you have to have a purpose. Most people are just floundering because they don't know what their purpose is. They're just reacting to life, uh, which is why you, most people believe it. The more money I have, the happier I'm going to be. Yeah, um, I, I, yeah. I, I, I agree with you. I, I agree with you. I, I think I think honestly, you know, uh, people, they may flounder. They may flounder around or they may just, uh, they may not know what their bliss is. They may yeah. not know what their happiness is. And so they are just being, Yeah. you know, and it, here comes the perpetual, I'm going to leave this job. And if I go to this job, I'm happier. And I go to that job and I'm happier. And then eight years down the road, they're still unhappy and they're still the same person. Yeah. Um, I would like to counter that. You said being, I think people are are doing. So I tell people we are human beings, not human doing, but we're constantly trying to do everything we can. Wow. To be seen, to be liked, to make money, to do all these things versus just being. Think mm-hmm. about it. When's the last time you went to a concert or a show and you see everybody, ha- which I don't like to go to them because all you see are phones in the air. Nobody wants to just connect with their five senses anymore and be present, right? You got to record and show you where this place versus spending this moment and seeing this person and looking at them through your eyes, not through holding up a phone, can be so impactful. 
you can imagine the the amount of ease your mind will have if you're able to just do something as simple as that. We're wow. constantly ready to just look through this lens, which alters everything versus what do your own eyes see, right? We just don't do that at all. There's uh, the phones, the phones keep coming up. There's phones and this social media stuff. So just, just get rid of phones. That's it. You know, get rid of them. But you know, the, the phones, I, I don't think the phones were designed to, to be the tool that they are. And you're, you're right. I mean, I think we allow them to do, we allow, we give them the power that they have yeah. over us, you know, I, and me and I, I know that I'm, I'm so guilty of it. You know, I'm very guilty of it. And, and I, I, I like the way you put the, the work-life balance because I always felt like uh, uh, I had a really, I used to have a really unorganized work schedule. And then I started creating something called rhythms, right? Mm -hmm. and, and, I, and I talked to our team about being able to have rhythms. And I said, either you run your day or your day runs you. You're only going to get eight. You're going to only going to get 24. And out of that, you divide it eight, eight, eight. That's it. Yeah. And, and so I always say to them, like, you know, uh, set yourself a normal time to have lunch. Set yourself a normal time for you to be able to walk, get away from the computer and, and do some things, you know, and, and that way you can actually try and work in harmony. See me, I, I, I love what I do so much that I, I could do it 10, 12 hours a day. Not everyone's yeah. built that way, you know, but, you know, mm -hmm. I've had friends say, you know what, man, you're going to get burned out. It's like, it's not really the work that burns me out. It's dealing with people that burn me out. You know, it's the people yeah. part. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's staying connected. So also I think, you know, people are constantly searching and saying they want to be happy. Mm -hmm. Happiness means that something has to happen in order for you to feel that way. You're waiting for something to give you this. So I like to focus on joy and gratitude. Mm. Do you know that if a person practice a gratitude practice every day, that will it will naturally improve their mood? You just think of, you write down at the end of your day, three things that you're grateful for. Just mm. doing that can be so beneficial in overall mental health. Um, it's just that, you know, a lot of people don't do that. And if they do that, that can be just magnificent. <laughs> like I can't even Man. express the amount of research and how it's shown the impacts to mental health by just writing out three things you're grateful for every single day you, or you, some you type of gratitude practice. Uh, uh, how, how do you practice gratitude? I mean, cause you know, these things sound amazing, but then some people are like, okay, this sounds good, but how do I do it? You just, again, at the end of the day, and I like to tell people to write things out because when you write things out, it allows your brain to actually see it. And if you have unhealthy thoughts, then your, your brain can also start to challenge those. Sometimes we keep these unhealthy thoughts in our head mm -hmm. and so they don't get out and we don't make sense of them. And so we buy into them all the time. Mm -hmm. And so there's a huge struggle. So writing out, again, three things. Hey, you know what? I'm grateful that I made it home safely. I'm grateful that I was able to afford my lunch today. I'm grateful that I you know, was able to be a part of this meeting and not go off. Whatever it is, it yeah. can be anything big or small but just writing out things that you recognize um, that, that they brought you. Because we do focus, when you're stressed, your brain actually goes into what we call negativity bias. And so that's when it's constantly looking for, searching for, reacting to, responding to negative stimuli a wow. lot quicker than positive. And so taking this moment to say, a lot's happened in my day, but really what's been some good parts of it? You know, um, what am I grateful for? 
I'm grateful that I can write, you know, this message out because I have both of my hands. It can be anything. Yeah. But just doing it every day can be impactful. Yeah. We, we all definitely need to be humbled. Like you mean, you bring up that point about, you know, having both of your hands to be able to write with. And then there's some people who may not have their hands and then they are the happiest people ever, you know? Um, yeah. That, that is true. Golly, man. So, you know, we, we talked about the work-life balance and I, I think this one ties into all of it, you know, um, yeah. um, Will Smith, and I know it's far, far gone. It's already happened a long time ago, but like, you know, for a situation like that, for, uh, you know, a Will Smith and I, I'm not going to get on Will's side or Chris Rock's side and because that's none of my business, but in order for somebody to, to behave like that, they had to have been going through a lot. And, and, and I think in my opinion, it, it had to have been some type of, you know, pent up frustration and it just let out at one point, you know, uh, is, is that kind of a sign of a, uh, a stress or a mental illness you believe? It definitely can be, you know, stress, just like I said, stress by itself can cause irritability, agitation, and aggression. Um, mm. and so if, again, if you're not addressing that stress and whatever else, you know, and I don't know what he's gone through personally, but whatever else someone's going through, um, it can definitely impact your behavior, right? So in that moment, again, I think, like I said, we all, people were very critical. And so even if he was struggling with mental health, he's either probably not going to get the help he needs or, you know, yeah. you, you never know versus if he'd have gone on that stage and passed out. Right. Right. He probably would have been more concerned in that regard versus, hey, can we get help? But I think, you know, kind of the things that I saw with people were like being joking about where he is. And I think that's also a barrier to people like reaching out and asking for help because mm -hmm. they don't want people to, you know, label them as crazy. Or, and I've heard a lot of those labels about him and just in general, you just kind of see people say, or they'll say, man, that girl bipolar. That's, a, that's I'm not from Charleston, but that's the kind of man. And I'm like, well, that's not really your place to decide. Right, that. you can't and, diagnose someone as that, you know. Yeah. So I mean, how, how about how about the company you keep though? I mean, we talked about like devices being able to do this, and some of what society is. How about the people that you're around? I mean, they could bring about that stress on you too, right? Yeah, they you know there are people who struggle with people pleasing and again low self esteem. And so all those different things, if you're in an unhealthy relationship, there's so many different dynamics. Like I said, just kind of everyday living can impact your mental health. It's not just you have to wait to something, you know, to your hearing voices to believe that you have to go talk to somebody. It's just life can be hard and challenging. And so again, just talking to somebody to even see if you're you know, taking good care of yourself or just getting tips every day can be helpful. You don't have to wait till there's a crisis to talk to somebody. Yeah, I, I always believe that people behave differently in different platforms, you know, um, because let's just say you, using me as an example, I am Eric, you know, the business guy, then I'm Eric, the husband, I'm Eric, the dad, and I'm Eric, the friend, when I am out with my friends, but I'm still the same Eric. But there are some people, you know, it could be me too, where people don't perform in all those areas where they do well in one. They may do great as family, but they might be awful in everything else. And I, I'm, I'm wondering, 
how do people keep up and how do you live the four separate lives? Well, I can tell you, I don't live four separate lives. <laughs> I always think about, again, what matters most to me and what are my values? So mm. I'm like, we work for organizations that every, like, I don't know if you have a mission, like a business have a mission statement. I have mm -hmm. a mission statement for just being a human. And so in my mission statement, wow. then I have my core values and I have a vision for myself. And so I strive to do that every day. So I'm not trying to be different in the, with these different people. I'm just trying to live by my values. And so if I value kindness, then my goal is to no matter where I, where I am, lead with that kindness. Or if I'm in a place and I have these two different choices, I'm going to choose the action that's more aligned with what I value, oh not how people want me to be. I'm, I am going to tweet that out today and I'm going to tag you on that. It's that just like a company has a mission statement. So a person needs one too. Yeah. Gosh, I, I never thought of that. I never thought of that before. Um, you, you're just giving us all kind of jewels today to know. I, I, I appreciate that. I, I again, I, I want to encourage people, you know, if they are going through any type of, you know, mental illness or, or even, you know, marriage issues to reach out to someone, you know, because uh, there's a possibility you could speak with a professional like Tanel or someone else in that industry that could actually, you know, align you and bring you back to exactly where you need to be. Um, have you seen it where, you know, like, well, you talked about marriage where one partner could bring down the other or vice versa, or, or they both can be down at the same time. And what do you do in a situation like that? Because if they're both going through it, they probably don't recognize what's happening. Yeah, it's just, again, getting them back to what is the purpose? Of, again, that whole purpose, what's the purpose of marriage, right? So I had them define the purpose. Then what is the reason the two of you believe you're supposed to do this purpose together? Mm -hmm. If you can't figure that out, then it's going to be wow. hard for you to function yeah. together. Yeah. Because most oh, people man. get married for different reasons, financially. And so all those things, if the reasons you got married, it's going to impact how you relate to one another. And that, here's another part. You've got to make space for growth and evolution in the marriage. You know, most people get stuck on what well, you were this way when we met to then we're not talking. And I think this is just true of relationships in general, not just in marriage, but friendships, families, you know, like really learning to define and check in and see where you are constantly instead of all of a sudden it's five years and you don't like this person because you already right. been communicating, right? Right. Which is when people come and see me, the biggest thing they say, well, we need to communicate. Well, communicate is just about words and body language. So let's like what, like really talk through that a little bit, learn how to do that differently. Mm -hmm. So it's reconnecting to what is it that you want in terms of this relationship with this person? And, and some people can make it work and some people can't. And I think that's okay. This is that learning when to lead health in a healthy way versus leaving in a toxic way where you're verbally or physically destroying other people, because that's not okay. What are some things that people can do to have successful marriages? I mean, we talked about like the oneness, you know, being one with yourself and, you know, and, and breathing and taking time. What are some things that they can do to make sure that they have, that their marriage has a, uh, a is healthy? Yeah. Again, if you work for, I think use it, most, most marriages have a business-like component to it. Set your weekly meetings to make sure you guys are talking about the things that's going on in your household because maybe life is so busy you don't have that opportunity. Have weekly meetings with each other, right? Um, 
figure out what what interests you about the other person, making sure you're sharing how you're growing, how you're changing, doing things, being present. Because you can be, you can work 90 hours a day. And if you come home with your partner, if you're present with them for 10 minutes, they're not timing you. They're just paying attention to how present you are. But if you're there for 10 minutes and you're looking at your watch or you're on your phone, that's not being fully present. So learn how to be fully engaged and present when you're in anybody's space, right? Like that's so meaningful. It can be very, very, even if you have kids, like kids don't, they're not like coming to me and say, my dad only spent five minutes with me unless in that five minutes, he's not even paying attention to the kids. So just really learn to be present and give people your full attention. And just redefine what marriage is. I've, I've, I've realized, Eric, that a lot of people, when they get married, they don't even talk about these things like finances, parenting, communication, social life. When we get this age, they just kind of just get in it. They feel it and then boom, life happens. So constantly reevaluating the things that are important. Your values, my values, have they shifted? How does that make, you know, what are our values as a couple? having a mm-hmm. mission statement as a family, like so right. many different things you, you can do to build your Man. relationship. Uh, that's some good stuff. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I want to first, you know, thank everybody for giving us their intent, their attention today. You know, I, I, I really want to thank them for that. Uh, you know, to now, I mean, you know, tell me, you know, tell people exactly like how to find you. I mean, cause I mean, do you service people just in South Carolina or around the world? I mean, how does that work? Um, yeah, so I, I do have a private practice in South Carolina, but I'm also, if you have a business organization, um, you know, that you need support with, you can email me, you can call me or text me. Um, I don't know if you have a way to make my contact information, but the easiest way, if you want to email me is Tanel O Jones, LLC at outlook.com. Um, so just reach out if you have any questions, if even if I can direct you to where you need to go, I don't have a problem doing that. That's so. awesome. So you can help, you know, individuals and you can help businesses too. Yes. One, one of my favorite shows is Billions on Showtime. I don't know if you've ever seen it. No. And, and they have uh, this therapist on staff and her name is Wendy. So when you go in to see Wendy, Wendy fixes you. Yes. <laughs> you know, so uh, I, I definitely want to put that out there. I'll put your email address out there as well. Thank and you. I want to thank you for being an awesome guest today. And for those of you, again, uh, if you feel that you need some help, you know, you need to talk to someone, uh, make sure that you reach Blaine. out to a licensed professional like Tanel. And also, I want to thank you guys for giving us your most valuable asset, which is your time, right? And what's that yes. line you said? You know, where, wherever you are, there you go. Yes. All right. So, uh, Tanel, I want to thank you. Thank you so much for being an amazing guest. And this is the AdCast. Thank you. Hey guys, I'm back. I hope that you enjoyed that episode of the AdCast. If you didn't, go online, give me a review and tell me how you want us to make it better for you. And if you did, give us a five-star rating anywhere that you listen to your favorite podcast. But I want to thank you for your most valuable asset. That's your time. And thank you for listening. Enjoy the AdCast and stay tuned for another hot episode coming up soon.